Hey, welcome to the Wholesome Black Man Podcast. I'm your host, Donaldson. Back again with another episode of this show. This is Season 2, Episode 2. And this one, I'm going to call it um, Convincing Faith. Um, told you guys last week about how I was going through some mental issues, depression. And with that, actually been going through it for a while, but with that, my faith had kind of withered or faltered and I became less and less convinced about being in church actually or being around church or to a certain instance my own salvation and I'm not sure if you guys that are listening do go to church or in the faith but or have even experienced about what I'm have just experienced but for me, it's come to a time where I'm, I know who I am in God, but I'm in a weird place as if I, I'm not convinced of who I am in God. It's, it's very weird. I'm still trying to parse it out myself. And I feel like I'm very much stuck in a limbo type of area. I'm not sure if you guys are like me and feel the way that I feel or have felt something similar to that but yeah I was just I was just faltering in a way and I came back as me coming back to myself getting out of depression this post depression clarity which hits different I swear when you come out of depression it's like you like you like a year smarter or something like that or a year wiser I don't know what it is about about it but I came to the point where I decided that when I'm gonna follow Jesus and be in church and with that decisive or that that decision I am I have become convinced over the years but what what I just went through I have been less decisive and less convinced. And I think that's what a lot of problems that we go through just as people in the world. Um, we just go through like, it's so much indecision. It's almost, in certain instances, it's too many options. Like for me, single black man dating. If I were to go online dating, you know, because when I have a job where I don't, get out well I start late and I come back home late so usually I'm tired and I work some weird kind of hours so it's hard to me for me to communicate um with someone at this stage of my life so if I am going to talk to somebody it's going to be like you know a little bit in the morning a little bit at night and throughout the course of the day because I drive vehicles I can't I basically can't talk because I'm driving you know can't text and drive and I'm not going to put my life on the line for that. So, But let's just say if I was on an online dating scene, I can put myself on a platform and then, one, have look at hundreds if not thousands of potential um, people to, well, women to get in a relationship with and have multiple women reach out to me in hopes to get in a relationship. And then what that does is... 
for me as a man, you talk to multiple women, it's like it's hard to become. Well, I ain't gonna say it's hard for a lot of men. It's hard for me. It's actually very easy. I can't be a player because I catch feelings too easy. <laughs> but like for a lot of people, it's like okay, I'm talking to this person, talking to that person, and then you have you're kind of weighing or comparing two of two or three of who you might want to be with, and it's kind of hard to sustain. It's kind of hard to actually make the decision like, oh, I'm really liking this person. Let me put that energy into them. Now is, I really like this person, but let me make sure I have two and three backups just in case it don't work out. Now it's called a roster, you know. Uh, So it's like everybody has a roster, and with that, it's hard. Where people got options, it's actually, it's very well. Where people got options, it's hard to be committed. The saying is, don't put all your eggs in one basket. And sound wisdom, because um, you don't want to put yourself in a position where you you potentially lose all. But faith is is actually the counterpoint to that. Faith in God is actually the counterpoint to that. To that, no, put all the eggs, put all your reasoning, put all your will, determination, your grit into this. Thing, this um domain, this realm that we call Christianity. Put yourself into it and then see what you receive back to a guy you haven't seen before, to a Jesus you've never seen but you only heard about through stories that were written thousands of years ago. And for me, as I was going through, one, it became harder to come, come to church. And part of the reason why it was harder I was in an instance where, at the moment, I kind of had two pastors. Uh, I had my original pastor. He he oversees the, the local district of our churches, so he's the head of multiple churches, technically, but has multiple pastors under him. So what he did was he asked me to stay at a certain church that was headed by another pastor, Who's a good man? Who's um great man of God? Uh, very humble, very su- sweet. You know, um, a gentle giant. And he's the pastor, but as he preached the word, there was a lot of times I wasn't getting fed. So I was in an environment where I'm constantly working. I'm working with the church, but I'm not getting fed, and. It was like a spiritual starvation. And I, it took me really just this long to really um, realize it. Um, yeah, he would preach. The word would be, it'd be good, but I'm not sure whether it's my own thing. I have to work this out with God as if I'm too invested into one pastor that I'm not able to receive the word like I should, depending on who it comes from. Because sometimes that's what it is for a lot of Christian folks. They can't receive a word unless it comes from their pastor or the certain kind of pastors that they like, you know. Um, in the world, it's called stand culture. Like Beyonce stand, Rihanna stand, you know. I'm a fan of this rapper, and um, they got beef with another rapper, but therefore I can't stand the other rapper and their fans. It's, you know, you know how it is in culture. But... While I'm going through the process of a spiritual starvation, it's almost like I hit a wilderness at the same time. 
I'm not sure if you ever felt like a spiritual wilderness, but if you have, it's very dry. Uh, the communication with God is not as, I ain't gonna say it's not as prevalent, but it's almost like it's harder to hear from God. It's harder to reach God. And so you top down on top of, I'm looking, I'm not being fed spiritually by the preacher of the word like I used to be. Plus that, it kind of, it was kind of like a perfect storm that caused me to fall off and falter. And as time went on, I one went through depression and it gradually started getting worse and worse to the point where it's like, okay, I'm stop really, a lot of times just stop going to church. Uh, have a job where I work Sundays, actually work that where I don't have to, while I'm off on Sundays now. But even then, when I was off on Sundays, I still would not come to church. I'd rather just be at home and just lay, lay in bed all day. And and that's not like me. Anybody that knows me actually know that's pretty much the opposite. One thing they could have counted on me for is to be in church, be on time, not even be late, be on time, be there before the door, doors open. And as I'm going through this, I kind of had to start ask questions. Um, and me, that's that's me. I'm a I'm a questions guy. I look for deeper reasoning, like a simple yes or no. It, I don't even go say it sit, doesn't sit right with me, but it's almost like, oh, now there gotta be a deeper reason. It's almost, it's very annoying. I ain't gonna lie to y'all. <laughs> uh, past relationship let me know, like, okay, no, that's just annoying. It's, sometimes it just, it is what it is. It's nothing deeper. It ain't had to let me know it ain't that deep. But, but yeah. So, as I'm moving through the journey in this season. I was becoming less convinced and less decisive. And instead of having goals, instead of having dreams or even a, the audacity to dream, I started letting life happen to me. And I think a lot of us are in that space right now where we're a certain age, we quote unquote did what we were supposed to do, but I went to school, went to the military, got a good government job. Um, had kids, had a relationship, have a relationship, marriage, or whatever it may be, and still, still there's like a sense of wonder of what I'm supposed to be doing. Is this it? Am I, my life just go to work, come from work, take the occasional vacation? And experience some happiness while I'm on vacation, but then while I'm at the job, I'm miserable all the time. When I, when I go, when I take a vacation, get back, I'm not recharged. I'm at, I'm instantly drained since the second I clock into work. Like we, I think a lot of us in that weird space of like, what's next, or what is this? And I, for me. Again, this is my process. It may not apply to you. I think that once you get to that place of where life, you just start let life happens to you, you don't become as anchored or as grounded 
as you once was. If you think about if you're the type of person that graduated college, at a certain point, you knew, like, me getting my degree is not, life ain't going to just let that happen to me. I have to work to to make that happen, to get this this degree, to get this doctorate, this master's, or whatever it was that you're studying for. But then after you get it, you work hard for it, and then you know, you get in your good job or whatever you, um, yeah, you get in your good job, you work there for some years, maybe get a few promotions or whatever, get pay raises. But then after a while, you stop feeling sustained. You stop. You stop really like feeling you become a little bit numb to life. And then after that, it's just like, okay, and I did the, and I did the thing I was supposed to do. What's next? What's this purpose? What's this um next goal or that I want to achieve? And sometimes for a lot of us, it's like, okay, I did that, got my career path. Now let me focus on relationships, getting getting a mate, getting a spouse. And then all then all of a sudden, you get that. It's like, okay, well, let me get the kids. Then you get that. And then it's, but then all of a sudden, it's still that sense of emptiness or that sense of something's missing. And for me... It is just become to the point where I realized that over the years I have just let life happen to me. I had so many plans, so many uh dreams, whether I knew there was dreams at the moment or not. But just cause I didn't put in the work to make it happen and they fell off. And uh Maybe that's, you know, a little bit of some of y'all stories. Like, you always wanted to start a business, but you, you know, you got a good job, you, and you're like, uh, I can't really take too much time away from this job to focus on, on this, but I still want to do it. But it, I get to it when I'm able to get to it. The next thing you know is five, ten years later, and you still have that, that unction to, to uh have that dream to start to start that business and but it's not you're not any closer to realizing or any closer to making it happen and again I think that's just because because you're letting life happen to you on something that you need to go make happen and that's a dangerous place to be in I think. For us as people, as children of God, there are always a there's always a goal or a directive that needs to be met or reached. I think this is a constant process of work on ourselves, um, whether that be our minds, our hearts, our um our bodies. That's why I called it a wholesome black man 
podcast because I'm obsessed with the idea of being whole. Because right now I'm not. Like I'm just being honest. I'm just not whole as a person. Um, there are things I feel as if I would, if I have just externally, if I had more money, I feel like, oh, I'll be the baddest man walking because I got, I ain't going to say, I got a pretty good grip spiritually now. I'm a good person. I'm a good man. Um, I love with diligence. I love with um, with decisiveness. Ain't no falter when I say I love someone. I love someone, and I and that that be it. But I came to 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 a season where I just wasn't as convinced as I normally am. With with God, if God hears me, if God has a purpose for me, if um, at one a little bit at one point, if there is a God, and then once I started becoming less convinced, the mountain started building up on me. I never, even though I always went through depression as from a young kid to now as an adult, I never felt the depression like this. And and it was very weird for me. It was very hard for me to, to recognize or reconcile that. But God's grace in this moment, he allowed me to, God's grace in this moment, he allowed me to come back to myself in my mind, and come back, ultimately come back to him, and I stand with a different conviction that I had from previous years, now my job is to to sustain that conviction, and to me that's actually the hardest part, to sustain any kind of relationship, if you think about it, it's actually very hard work. The older you get, the more life gets in the way. You probably is, used to be real close to a family member, but then they move away or something like that, or you just work too often that you don't talk to them like you used to. Or you're just going through something on your own and you don't want nobody to see, so you retreat in yourself, and then once you isolate, you kind of cut everybody off. That That's what I do. And... Having the courage to come back or having the courage to reach out like, hey, I'm going through this right now. It's very hard to do. It's very hard to get. And in like in this season, I am becoming one convinced all over again of what God can do and what he will do in my life. But again, I'm experience a new sense of conviction and a new wonderment of God. Um, I'm in a better mood. Uh, little things have happened to reaffirm to reaffirm myself. It's like God is doing things to back up his end of the deal as long as I'm backing up my end. And it very very much was, I took my hands off God, and God, in a way, kind of took his hands off me. 
I backed up, so he backed up. And now in this season, I'm determined to become more closer to God. It's like, okay, now I'm going to become more closer to you. Bible says, draw nigh unto me, I will draw nigh unto you. And it's just, yeah, I mean, it's very weird place, but it's a blessed place. Of Even though I'm still feeling a certain sense of turmoil or trials in my life, I'm at a, I'm at a better peace. Like, my mind is working on a whole different level. I'm not experienced that kind of numbness to life that I once was. And it's just like, yeah, in this moment, in this time in life, whether you are trying to hear about God or not, you need to you do need to have something that you are convinced about. If that's your marriage, you need to be like, okay, well, I'm convinced that this is the person that I love. This is the person I want to spend my life with. Let me make the moves. Well, once you decide that, you will start making moves to make sh- ensure that that is better than when it previous was. You may be going through a hard time right now. You may be fussing or arguing, but once you like, you sit down with yourself, and, and you might have, you might have to just reconvince yourself about all the good things. But once you do that, your demeanor, your character will come back to a place where you're like, okay, now nah, I know what I need to do now. I know, I mean, I know exactly how to do it, but I know what I need to do. And then you will start opening up and having conversations. Um, maybe that's school that you need to be convinced about. Like you're not sure about school or you're wondering about school. You just need to sit down and say, uh, whether it's a subject or if you need to change the subject or something that you was once passionate about, you need to sit down with yourself and remind yourself why you were so passionate about it in the first place. And then reaffirm that feeling. And then again, you will get that that reinforcement on your on your life, on, in your soul, that reinforcement. Like, okay, this is what I need to be doing. This is what, I'm, this is what I wanted to do. Let me direct myself to make sure that this happens. And again, for me, I'm just speaking for me. I am becoming more and more convinced in the faith. And with that, it's been a better experience with God. Or one of the best experiences I have with God in a while. So, yeah, but that's all I wanted to say. Like I said, I still don't, I don't quite have the format for this podcast yeah i'm still working on it but oh yeah i wanted to introduce a new segment and this is called church news again christian podcast so i wanted to bring things to me to attention to for me that needs to be brought to as people in church because a lot of times people that's in church be so focused on the world and what they're doing wrong that we don't address the problems that's inside or we don't talk about the problems that's inside of or how things happen. And when they do happen, it's like, okay, you can't talk. You really can't talk about it. But for me, that's actually not of God. God, God will allow you to address if there's a concern or problem or anything like that. 
in his house or in your relationship, he is always open to be addressed so that way the problem can be fixed. Whether you go and pray about it, you meditate on it, or you fast on it, however it is that you do, there's a way there's a way that God will work on the relationship with you. And that's what I love about God. Like he's just as much invested in a relationship as you are. But yeah, this is church news. Uh just wanted to bring this up. And this is something I seen a little while ago. Um, but it's disheartening. Um, there's this Virginia pastor uh with his wife, um, Terry and Bel- Brenda Melinder. Uh they they stole money from the church, y'all. Stole money from their congregation. And a sum of just under two million dollars. And one, that is crazy. Because I'm from a small church. To get two hundred like to get I believe it's like around two hundred thousand to renovate the church uh that I am at now. That seemed like an incredible feat. So I couldn't imagine like two million dollars just getting mismanaged or not even getting mismanaged, getting outright stolen. Because again, uh Pastor Terry and Brenda Melinder, they lied about how they invest in the money into the company. And when and of course you know you get called out on it. Because after a while, you, you invest in money, people are expecting to see, um, to see results. And that's fair, honestly. If you're giving money to a church, um, tithing, offering, um, I believe that, one, at any point, you should be able to go to a deacon or somebody in the church, somebody that's in the finance, and be like, okay, where's my money going? They may not be able to get that report to you that day, but they should be able to, at least in some time, like give you a detailed account of how much money you put in and then one where the money went to and what they and how it affected it, what it was used for. Because one, for tax purposes, you will probably need that. Because one uh, tithing and offering, that could be a tax write-off. So for the very, at least acknowledgement for tax purposes, you know, you need to, uh, a church needs to be able to give that to you and it shouldn't be a problem. But after a while, you know, investments, it's like, okay, I'm expecting to see money back. Uh, can we do something with the builder fund that does a roof need to be fixed or something like that? And for them... Uh, for them, it was just more of when they kept X for money and then people didn't get to see the results of what they were doing. And that's a big red flag. Like, after a while for a church, you should have at least some kind of outreach ministry, you know, something. Like, I don't know if they do a uh, clothing drive, food drive, um, Sometimes, if there's a if there's a kid that's that did well in school that's graduating high school, sometimes give them money for at least a laptop or to pay for books. You know, you need to see your money do something. 
it just can't go to the church and you'd be like okay i'm go to church every sunday and then i hear nothing about what my money is doing and that might sound harsh or anything for people who've been to church all their lives i'm not sure how y'all feel about it but i think that's fair and i think because one we always talk about how all the pastors do is just collect money but and get the money from time to offer but one if they're a good pastor they're actually worth that pay because a lot of pastors are full-time so they go to see about sick people they go to See about your family if you need to call and talk to them. Uh, you can do that. At least for me, because uh, I'm part of a smaller church. Um, but yeah, there should, you know, there should be some, I don't want to say say so, but there should be some transparency in your finances in church. And yeah, there's seems to be not a lot of that going going around. And then another I want to talk about um, this it has to do with uh, the mega church uh, at this point franchise uh, I don't want to call it a franchise that's that's too harsh <laughs> ministry mega church ministry uh, Hillsong you know they have contemporary gospel uh, choirs that constantly are on the Top forty charts of of gospel music. Music you always see them on the top list in iTunes music or whatever. Apple, uh, I mean Amazon music. They're just one of the biggest churches in uh, United States. Um, they seem to be having problems because they have pastors dropping left and right on them. Um, I believe the latest pastor uh, that stepped down was. Oh, Pastor Sam Coolier, the the Atlanta, the Atlanta Hillsong uh, pastor, and nobody really seems to know why. Different pastors have stepped down in that in that role all over the place, but there's rumors of sexual abuse allegations again, um, uh, mismanagement of money type of allegations it's always it's, it's like a myriad of of things going on there and it's just it's kind of disheartening to see because as somebody who believes in god as somebody who actually loves church i know why people shy away from organized religion because ultimately as church people we are held to a higher standard and then when people see the standard be the same as just about everything else yeah, 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 they get turned off. That's completely understandable why somebody get turned off by, by church. It, again, being convinced in faith, you have to, you have to learn how to one acknowledge these things, but then not be deterred by them. Uh, yeah. So that's that's what's going on. Been watching that closely, um, and also, Maverick City. Um, has a little bit of a controversy on their hands. I personally like the group, but they are accused of being lukewarm, kind of worldly type people as a as a um, gospel group or actually choir. Because to me, Maverick City is, ain't nothing but like a young mass choirs. 
if you grew up in the 90s, I got some music. It was a bunch of people who had mass choirs, Georgia mass choir, Mississippi mass choir, and they created great albums. But they are being accused of being lukewarm, and I think mainly because one is social media. You actually get to see behind the veil when it comes to these pastors and realize that they're human too. And a lot of people actually can't handle that. That I've that I've learned. Like the pastor is a person just like you. They go through things. But yeah, they have been accused of being lukewarm, but this particular controversy has to do with one of their singers, Dante um Bo. And for me he's actually one of the one of my favorite singers in that group. But video came out of him in a part in a um tour bus with uh Bad Bunny, you know, of course, secular artist. And it looked like Draken was going on. It looks like, you know, maybe some drug use. No evidence that he that he was a part of it, but the fact that he was in that environment does it looks a certain kind of way. And that caused Maverick City to separate from him. And there are two schools of thought. One is to show grace on this young man and um show grace on this young man, let him continue to sing. And the fact that they're not doing it is people feel like Maverick City is being hypocritical. Um the other school of thought is the other school of thought is you have to once sustain from the appearance of evil. And you can't allow yourself well, they can't allow themselves as a group to allow somebody who may be getting too close to the world to be in their ranks and to have influence over the direction of the group. Which, to me, I actually understand if you've seen your pastor at a strip club, I feel like most of us would be like, hey, that's a problem. I'm, I don't think he could stay. You can't, I don't think he could stay a pastor, you know. And you could, and you know, it's one of those things. Like technically, he's a preacher. You could be going in there to preach the word of God, but it's it's a strange look. And I think I lean over towards Maverick City side because, again, if this person is getting too close with the world, uh, you can't have that leadership. You can't have that leadership in your life. And it's just one of those things where Christianity is hard. You and Christianity, you do have to separate from people. Um, a lot of passages in the Bible talk about how God would separate the just from the unjust, the holy from the unholy, the righteous from the unrighteous. And but again, that's God doing that, so it's like it does put people in a weird space, like well. Should Dante Bo be kicked out of the group? Because one, that's people making the decision, not God making the decision. And that's a valid argument. But for me, it's just, again, I think I'm leaning more towards Maverick City side. I do see both sides, but if I had to take, if I do have to take a side, which I'm really not because I don't know these people, I just enjoy their music and listen to it, even though there are a segment of black people who 
feel like it's well there's a group of black people that feel like it's not true gospel it's contemporary gospel not um the gospel that they grew up with but it is for me i like it because it's a blended if you look at the group it's very blended very diverse and when you have that typically you have to have compromise somewhere it just can't be all like a baptist choir type setup because everybody's not in that group it's not from that some people that was never raised in church, some people that was not denomination, some people that was Baptist, some people that was Presbyterian, Lutheran, they have like a very diverse, diverse group. So there's compromises and you can actually hear it through their music. But yeah, for for them though to separate from the young man, I hate to see it happen, but I think I do think it could be the right choice in the long run. But yeah, that's church news. Um, oh, time is, I don't want to take up too much of your time, so I'm just going to go ahead and let you guys go. Again, I appreciate you rocking with me this whole time, um, for you being on board with me, even though I took that hiatus without even saying anything. Again, that's my fault. Um, when I would encourage people. When somebody that you know and close to kind of fall off and, you know, speaking to you or anything like that and you kind of wonder what they're in, what they are, or, you know, just kind of check in, in in on them, kind of ask them how they're doing and be like, just trying to, and just really just make sure like, okay, yo, are you good mentally? Have you just been busy or have you been checking out because you've been depressed or you've been going through something and you're not sure how to talk about it? Because sometimes that's what it is. Um, as a person that goes through depression, I I fall off a lot. It's like a it's a meme on <laughs> on social media platforms of people making jokes about how oh here's how I come back after being in a two month uh, long depression cycle. It's always like a joke of somebody coming in with a whole bunch of energy or whatever. But yeah, just make sure you check on people. You know, um, we all going through it. Um, I'm learning how to do things as if I, as if I want it done to me. So I don't really check in on people. So therefore I, I can't get mad that when I went through my depressive cycle, nobody checked in on me. So I'm learning how to make sure I am just basically being more mindful of people, of the people around me and telling them that I love them and being there for them. But yeah, this has been a wholesome black man podcast. I thank you guys. I've been telling you every Tuesday, this is what's going to be uh, going down. I hope you are listening, um, that you tell your friends about me. Also, yeah, um, social media, TikTok, wholesome black and wholesome black on Twitter and black is spelled B L A K. I couldn't get the CK. That was already taken. And I was mad about that. But yeah, Wholesome Black, if you want to follow me there. And your boy had a uh, TikTok that went a little bit viral. So I'm feeling myself a little bit. But yeah, you guys have a good one. I'll be blessed. Peace out.